Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Good morning. Today we're going to be talking about freedom part two. This morning I want to talk to you about a conversation, whale sharks, a memorial, a song, and a picture. Last week I talked about freedom and it was kind of our part one. I talked about freeing our minds from anger. Right, we were looking at in Galatians chapter four and how we are not to allow anger to dictate how we behave. We talked about freeing our creativity or our production. Remember, Paul told the church, stop stealing and get a job, right? And start working so that you can help other people. And so we are to free our lives up so that we can actually be productive in helping others and not just be people who are always taking from others. We talked about freeing our words, saying things that benefit others, not tearing people down with gossip or slander, but only the things that are going to encourage and help people to be built up. And we talked about freeing our hearts from bitterness, from unforgiveness, these areas of freeing in us that help us to actually live more fuller lives. And after last Sunday, I had a talk with Lydia and I had a great conversation. And I, I knew right off the bat what I was going to talk about this next week, just from that conversation that I had with her, how she shared that she had come from a very strict uh, religious background, one that had a lot of requirements and how she was feeling just this overwhelming freedom to be able to come here and be able to express her gifts and to be able to be a participant in the things that God is doing. (coughs) Excuse me. And she so appreciated you as a community and us together and allowing us this space where she said, I I just feel like I've been able to step into this. And and it reminded me of why I wanted Genesis in to begin in the first place. I wanted us to be a place where that could happen, where we would have a freedom of expression in so many ways that maybe we hadn't had before. And that conversation was really important reminder to me about what it is we are about and what we are wanting to do. In Galatians chapter 5, continuing in Galatians, Paul writes, My thing isn't working, Rick. So go to the next slide. He says, that's not the next slide. It's 513. There it is. That's the next slide. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. 
But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I don't know a lot about you. But this I know, you have been called to be free. That is something that you can know about your yourself as well and your future. What is God's will for me? I can tell you this. You are called to be free. And if you find yourself a prisoner to maybe guilt or shame, if you find yourself a prisoner to obligation or performing to try and earn some kind of respect from God, if you find yourself in any kind of bondage, remember this, you were called to be free a lot of people are afraid to follow God because they're afraid of where it might take them. And I can tell you this, that God's desire for you, his calling for you, is he's calling you to freedom. Now, that should be something that sounds good to us. That should be something that makes us feel like, well, I want some more of that. Because I don't know many people who don't want freedom. How many here would like to have bondage, right? Yes, please throw some more on me. You know, I can't have enough bondage. No, we want freedom. I want to be called to this freedom. It has this idea of being liberated, of having an idea of being truly who I can be. God is not a religious warden here to lock you up and to lock you down. If you can't see your future, know this, that there is a future of freedom for you that you can choose. And that should be exciting. That should be something that is liberating. Now, he also says here in verse 13, Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. And because he follows up this idea of freedom with this do not, we have this uncanny ability to focus on the do nots, right? The negatives just stand out to us. I've shared this before, how a bad memory sticks to our brain, but a good one We have to meditate on it for at least like 30 seconds to get it to stay the same length of time that we would that bad memory that happens in just one moment, right? Your spouse does something, says something to you, and man, if it strikes you in a bad way, you remember it. But all those nice things they said to you, I can't even recall them. So she has to say them for 30 seconds continuously, right? So I can remember it. It's like we, we lose track of that. But this one bad thing happens to be the things that we focus on. And we spend so much time, I think, focusing on what we shouldn't do. We miss the opportunity of what freedom allows us to do. But if we would spend our energy and our focus on what is now available for us to do I don't think we'd have to worry about the what we should not do. Have you ever been caught up in something so much that you forgot maybe where you were? You kind of lost yourself in the moment. One of the trips that I took with my family down to La Paz, me and my boys got to go swimming with whale sharks. And if you don't know what a whale shark is, that's a whale shark, okay? 
We got to go swimming with that. Neither a whale nor a shark, right? But might as well call it a whale shark because it looks terrifying just what it is. And so we got to go swimming with these whale sharks. And you get in the water and you don't know there's a guy directing you where these things are. And all of a sudden you see this shadow coming up and you kind of swim towards it. And then you find out this thing is immense, right? This thing, it's like it could swallow and the mouth is just gaping. It's just open. It just swims and it gathers plankton or whatever it eats as it swims. And my son didn't know that they were harmless. And he was in the water and one was coming towards him and he screamed in his snorkel mask. And I think I heard him even underwater screaming, right? It was just overwhelming. But the majesty of this incredible animal, once you see it and up close where you can actually touch it, all of a sudden your fear kind of disappears and gets lost by this incredible experience. We have so much freedom that this do not shouldn't consume our mentality. This freedom to do is what should occupy our time. If I was so busy doing all the things I am free to do, I would not have time to do the things that I shouldn't do because my life is given to the things that I can do that are good. You are free to do all kinds of incredible things. There are things we shouldn't do, but don't get so caught up on listing all the things you shouldn't do. It's really just... One, don't indulge yourself. God has called you to freedom, not to an obligation to make sure you don't do certain things. He has given us a freedom so that we can live our lives fully. And sometimes we feel uncomfortable with this freedom. It's like we're not sure how we're supposed to live if we're actually just free. Shouldn't I have some rules, some boundaries? Years ago, Baldy View Elementary School, it's right next to the park there, there was no fence between the school and the park. And when the kids were out at recess or whatever on lunch break, they would be there huddled in the middle of the school. They had the whole playground, but they didn't get too close to the park because they weren't supposed to go to the park, but there was no boundary where the park was. So they all just stayed huddled. But once they put a fence up that blocked the park from the school, the kids would go all the way to the edge of the fence because now there's a boundary there. You see, they had the freedom all along. They could have gone further, but they just didn't. Why? Because they didn't know they were that free. Once they had that fence, they felt more comfortable. But really, shouldn't we be comfortable in the freedom that God has given us? You know, the only reason there are laws is because your government doesn't trust you with your freedoms, right? You ever pull up to a stoplight in the middle of the night and there's no cars and for some reason you still stop And it's 2 in the morning. I don't know why you're out at 2 in the morning. But anyway, you find yourself there at a stoplight. And then you're looking and no one's there. 
and it seems like the light's broken, right? It turned red on you, but it's not turning green, and it really should turn green, and so you're like waiting, and maybe you back up a little to see if you can hit the sensor. And then you're sure it's broken, so you start driving forward a little bit, and maybe you drive slowly through, because if you're doing it slowly, you're not breaking the law. You know, you're just like, and then now I'm halfway through, I might as well go. And you go, and you have this whole conversation. If a cop pulls me over, I'm going to say, officer, I think the light was broken. I was the only one there. Why are you stopped? There's no one there. You see, the reason that light is there isn't for moments like that. It's for all those other moments when there are cars there. They need to remind you, you're not the only one here. We need you to stop. The reason there's an FDA and all these other banking regulations is because people have to be told, don't poison the food that everyone's eating just so you can make extra money. Don't embezzle or do these laws so that you can rip people off. See, laws are there to stop us, but God is here and he's saying, I've called you to freedom. I'm not putting a law of restriction for you. Romans 5 tells us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we were in our condition, God showed love for us. He didn't put regulation for us. He expressed himself to love. And in verse 1 of Galatians, he says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, them, and do not be, let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You ever read a verse and you think, what's that mean? It's for freedom that you've been set free. That's, of course. What else is it going to be for? But what's he saying? What's he trying to communicate? You see, it's not so that you will be under obligation that you're set free. It's not so that you will do things that you are set free. It's not so that you can give God glory or you can do things because a lot of people think that that's all our purpose is, is to give God glory. As if God's just some ego in the sky waiting for you. Okay, give me glory, right? You're set free for freedom's sake, for your sake. It's for freedom that you are set free. It's not because God needs something from you. It's because God is giving something to you. He has set us free and we have the ability to now make the choices that can either enslave us or allow us to live in this freedom. The freedom is for you to live fully. There isn't a stoplight holding you back. The only thing that holds us back are the choices that we make. See, you have not been set free so that you will make choices that will enslave you. You're not set free so that you can carry guilt. You're not set free so that you can be haunted by your past. You're Freedom is setting you free from all the things that would hold you back from living your fullest life. That's why you've been set free. So that you can live your life fully. And it's tragic because so many times I can 
feel the chains. I can hear the chains that we bring with us. You know, the, the bitterness that we carry with us, the, the pain that we carry with us, the fears that we carry with us, the unforgiveness that we hold on to, all these things that enslave us, that we continue to hold on to, and we wear them like a coat, and, and it just starts to hold us down. And you weren't called to those things. You weren't called to bitterness. You weren't called to unforgiveness. You weren't called to carry the fear and the pain. You were called to freedom. That's why he has set us free. And every bad thing that has happened to you, like the chain around your neck holding you down, keeping you captive, Christ is wanting to break you free from those things. He's wanting to liberate us. But then we find in our freedom, we have the freedom to make choices. What choices maybe are you making that are stealing your freedom? The things that we do that bring bondage to us. Because there's nothing in this world that's worth giving up your freedom. There's no wealth, there's no power, there's no fame, there's no pleasure that is worth your freedom. But so many times we are willing to give up our freedom for these things. You know, we we think it's a great thing to go and indulge in something, but then pretty soon we become in bondage to it. That's what addictions are, right? We give ourselves over to something and pretty soon that thing holds on to us. And we can be addicted to drugs. We can be addicted to alcohol. We can be addicted to porn. We can be addicted to our own guilt. We can be addicted to so many things. Even depression can become a guilt, although it's also a medical condition. We can find comfort sometimes in the things that we're in bondage to. And he tells us to stand firm them and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Don't allow this to take hold of you again. Jesus chose to make us free. We choose to enslave ourselves. And no matter how many times we make the wrong choices, Jesus always gives us the freedom to make the right one. He never holds us a slave to our past. We're not free from the consequences, but we are free to make the right choice again. He's never holding over your head saying, this is it, I'm done with you. You've made the wrong choice for the last time. I'm cutting you off to the cell with you. He doesn't hold us back from making the right choice. He does not free us from the consequences, but he never holds us captive to those worst moments in our lives. Aren't you glad? The worst things in my life are not what Jesus holds me to. He holds me to the freedom of what I can do. What are you holding yourself to? Is it to the freedom that is available to you or is it to something you're anchored to in the past? And how do we then live in this freedom, right? 
I mean, when you're a slave, you are sometimes forced to serve. That's kind of the idea of being a slave. But what happens when you're set free? He tells us in verse 14, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, right? To humbly serve one another humbly in love. That's what you're now free to do. And and, and it seems so strange, you know, that when you are a slave, you're forced to serve, but now when you are free, you get to humbly serve. Strange. You know, this past week, I went to a memorial. A friend of ours, father passed away, and the memorial service was really very beautiful as the family got to share about Uh, the grandfather and the father. And when the grandkids shared, oh man, it just melted your heart because they told these beautiful stories, these endearing stories with their grandfather about playing cards, about his funny grandpa jokes. And and they just moved me to tears and it was very endearing. And then the pastor got up and all that endearment just kind of went away and he he felt the need, I guess, to, to give a sermon for about a half hour After all this endearing things, then I had this message of, oh yeah, the news is good, but first let me tell you how bad you are so that I can really make the news good. And it just deflated everything. And I think so many times we see people who manipulate and take control, people who are in positions of power and authority and have the ability to maybe suppress or oppress you. And this happens in religious circles a lot where the pastor or someone in authority kind of uses that authority to get people to serve them, to serve their dreams, to serve their needs. And all of a sudden you start seeing this person in authority and your idea of freedom is, well, I guess if you're in power, you're free to then oppress people. But here Paul's saying, no, you're free to humbly serve one another. So when you have the freedom, you don't have to look like the person who's telling you what to do, who's telling you how you can benefit them you actually have the freedom to benefit others. I mean, what did Jesus do with his freedom? I mean, Jesus was the most free human being there ever was, and he girded himself and he washed the disciples' feet. And he went to a cross. Freed him. Took him to a place of sacrifice and of giving. Where is your freedom taking you to? Is it taking you to indulgence or is it taking you to sacrifice? Because he set us free. When you're immature, you think freedom is to take. But as you grow up and as you mature, you realize that freedom is actually the ability to give. When you're immature, you think freedom is about getting more for yourself. I'm free to to get my car and I'm free to go and do whatever I want. But when you're mature, you start realizing your freedom is to actually help others. If you had a day off 
a day that you were free. You didn't have to work. You had no obligation. What would you do? Oh, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to go to the mountains. I'm going to relax by the pool. If you have a pool, let me know. Um, <laughs> you're free to do these things. What do you do with your freedom? My wife had a free day. You know what she did? She watched her grandkids. Now, I don't make this woman that happy. (laughs) Watching two little ones by herself for a whole day was her choice for freedom. Because it helped her family. What freedom does for you is also what it gives to others when it's the freedom that God gives to us. And here's what we need to know. God knows you. I mean, he knows you. He knows all the things going on in you, all the doubts, all the questionable things maybe, that we have within us. All the wrongs that we've done, all the wrongs that have been done to us, all the wrongs that we will do, God knows you. He knows where you've come from and he knows where you're called to. And you're called to freedom. Why? Because the world needs you to be free. The world needs us to be free to give what God has freely given to us, where we humbly serve one another because all the law, it's summed up into this, love your neighbor as yourself. It's loved in this way. Last Sunday, Randy sent me a song and heard, I heard it and it moved me to tears. And as I was listening to this song, I was just thinking about, you know, I used to think I knew God so much and I thought I had him all figured out. But thank God, he's more than what I knew. And I wanted him and Dave to come and share with us this song because maybe you're in a place right now where you're feeling like the idea of following God is one that's restricted to what you can't do. It's limiting you instead of realizing that it's meant to call you into freedom. And and I hope you realize that God is bigger than you know. And that his love and his goodness is reaching out to us and that there's more for you, not less. May you find yourself in the ocean of God's freedom, overwhelmed with his majesty, May the possibilities of your life thrill you to live fully. 
May you free yourself from the obligations put on you by men that would hinder you from loving like God. And recognize that it's for freedom's sake that you have been set free. May you live a life of freedom. In Jesus' name. Let's stand together. I'm going to ask that they would lead us in that song one more time. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.